Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Two of our broadcasts. I was telling you about my trip to Seattle. And I want to tell you about some observations while there. It's kind of interesting on the text line. This person asks, is the city as filthy and crime-ridden as reported on the news? I was not there long enough to make that kind of assessment on crime. It did seem relatively clean, to be honest with you, as I walked through the city. A number of blocks of the downtown area. It seemed to be a pretty nice area from what I was able to observe. I told you about my dilemma as I was looking for a restroom. And I went to a couple of Seattle officers and I said, hey, what's the deal with the bathrooms? Why is everybody's bathroom closed? And they just shook their heads and Then I asked the important question, what do you guys do? He said, we just hold it. I want you to think about this for a minute. (laughs) You've got people out there who are supposed to protect your lives, and they can't even go into a public bathroom at a nearby business because of these policies. It was on the way back to the airport where when I got to the transit station and I, it was there, I was looking for a restroom again. I mean, this is like hours later and the transit people just all looked at each other. And one of them finally said to me, you can't keep bathrooms open because the vagrants will take over and people will do drugs in those bathrooms. Apparently, the drug use is a big problem. And it's one of the major reasons why businesses don't want this kind of presence and they, therefore they close the bathrooms to everybody. It was also intriguing when I got to the airport. Uh, it was really strange because Seattle's airport is open 24 hours. I always ask, this is a standard question for me. I always ask after missing a flight years ago in Knoxville because the TSA closed an hour before, maybe two hours before my flight. I always ask, what time do you close on the way out? And the Seattle TSA people told me, oh, we're open 24-7. I was like, wow. Busy airport. 
the number of airlines operating there that you don't see here, like Alaskan Airlines has a huge presence there. So anyway, same question I posed, what's the deal with the bathrooms in this city? And the TSA officer just rolled his eyes and he said, yeah, the drug problem is huge. And he said, the sad thing is, the city leadership has just given up our city. This, these are his words. I wish I had a recorder going. And he said, this is a big issue in the sense that we're turning over control to people with the problems who cause the issues and regular law-abiding citizens pay the price for it. It's really sad, isn't it? But I'm just giving you a heads up. This is what happens when leaders fail to address real problems. It was uh, quite intriguing, that particular aspect of things. Over on the text line, <laughs> this texture says, the problem is not the restrooms, it's your bladder. Welcome to senior living. <laughs> hey, senior, my rear end. That is not a word that has any association with me. Just make that clear. <laughs> but overall, I do want to report it was a great time. It was uh, really cool now to have, and, and I intend to go back sometime to be able to spend more time in Seattle, check out some of the scenery there and other parts of the country and actually do some more international travel. That's one of my objectives for 2023. As I asked you earlier, what are your hopes, ambitions, dreams for the new year? Feel free to call or text those in because I would love to be able to share those right here on this program. You are welcome to do so. The Ingalls Markets talk line, 800-928-1110, 800-928-1110. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. A couple of news stories on the same subject. Fox News reporting on Kevin McCarthy, some House Republicans concern. McCarthy's speakership would continue past an ongoing Republican failures. You think? I've told you before, Kevin McCarthy is not a conservative. He's a politician. He has an F Liberty score. And apparently he's made some new commitments in his effort to get the votes he needs to become speaker. House Republicans said McCarthy's commitments came impossibly late as the new Congress begins tomorrow. He's still tussling with some members of the party who are concerned electing him would be a continuation of past and ongoing Republican failures. Last week, he floated a congressional rule change that would make it easier to remove a House Speaker in exchange for his rise to the post. That's one of the key demands. Under the current rules imposed under Nancy Pelosi, only a member of the House leadership can offer a motion to vacate, while the new proposal would allow any member of the House to force a vote to remove the Speaker at any time. So yesterday afternoon, McCarthy met with GOP members to try to rally support for his speakership when the new Congress takes office tomorrow. 
The embattled Republican leader conceded rank-and-file members will be allowed to call for the Speaker's removal, though he wasn't clear about how many members would need to sign on to the motion. This meeting came after his letter, New Year's Eve, titled Restoring the People's House and Ending Business as Usual, which was his admission of the deep dysfunction of the House of Representatives and his pitch to make it right. In response to his letter, GOP Representative Scott Perry of Pennsylvania, Paul Gosar of Arizona, Chip Roy of Texas, Dan Bishop of North Carolina, Andy Harris of Maryland, Andrew Clyde of Georgia, along with Representative Andy Ogles of Tennessee, a couple of others, sent a letter of their own. Regrettably, however, despite some progress achieved, Mr. McCarthy's statement comes almost impossibly late to address continued deficiencies ahead of the opening of the 118th Congress on January 3rd. At this date, it cannot be a surprise the expressions of vague hopes reflected in far too many of the crucial points still under debate are insufficient. This is especially true with respect to Mr. McCarthy's candidacy for Speaker, because the times call for radical departure from the status quo, not a continuation of past and ongoing Republican failures. Good for them. In fact, I'd love to hear more from Dan Bishop on this. In fact, we should reach out to him. See if he'd like to offer more thoughts on this speaker's vote, which happens tomorrow. Another perspective on this as we continue our broadcast. Stay with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Over on the text line, in reference to the restroom issue I mentioned in Seattle, this person says the Speedway stores and most Dollar Generals have closed their bathrooms because of people wiping poop on the walls. It's crazy. Just insane. Kevin McCarthy's not a smart man. We all know that. And this person adding he has no morals or compass. is easily manipulated. That's why as a progressive Democrat... 
I look forward to a speakership. <laughs> That's sad. Oh, my goodness. I mentioned there's another story, another version of this story. And this one comes from someone about the same subject. As you know, tomorrow is when the new house convenes. New members coming in. Interestingly enough, House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer made the statement yesterday. He said he would be surprised if Kevin McCarthy does not have enough votes to become Speaker. Hoyer is stepping away from his leadership role. He will remain representing his district. But on CNN State of the Union, it says he has a working relationship with McCarthy. When asked if the California Republican had what it takes to do the job of Speaker, Hoyer responded, we will see. If he gets the 218 votes, he has the ability to put together the votes to be the Speaker, the leader of the party. He will then be tested as to whether or not he can lead. But you know, he's worked pretty hard, pretty hard at this. He got close to the Holy Grail. He had to step back, but he had to give up. He did not give up. He kept going. It appears to me he will be the Speaker. A vote for Speaker is set to be conducted on Tuesday. McCarthy's path to the Speakership has been Royal by opposition by at least five House Republicans who've said they will not vote for him. And they're looking for alternative candidates. Losing five votes could actually cost McCarthy the leadership post. House Republicans heading into the majority with 222. 222 seats to 212 for Democrats, one vacancy. McCarthy, for his part, brushed off a question last week asking how he plans to lock up support over the holidays, saying he plans to go home and have a really nice Christmas. If you believe that, give me a break. Several other Republican members have withheld support from McCarthy as they push for commitments on governing priorities and rules changes that would empower individual members. By the way, no speaker vote has ever gone to a second ballot in a century. It's been that long. A century. It's pretty amazing. So, what are your thoughts? Do you think McCarthy's going to pull this off? And do you think there'll be any difference here in how the House is run compared to Nancy Pelosi? Do you think he's actually going to be a good speaker if he does win? Or this should be a continuation of Republican policies of surrender. That's really what I've seen. I think that's what sums up much of what we've observed the last few years out of the Republican Party. The surrender caucus. But I would be... Thrilled to death if I see something different and I'm proven to be wrong. On um, the cultural front, I think we all know what's going on down at the border. We are being overrun with illegal immigrants. 
nobody knows this more than the folks down at the border, places like El Paso. When is it appropriate or inappropriate to make references to what is going on down there? That's the question that some are raising after something that occurred on the air during Friday's Duke Mayo Bowl. NC State's play-by-play announcer Gary Hahn has been suspended indefinitely for comments he made then. He was giving a score update for the Sun Bowl. And let's just listen to what he had to say. This is a game involving an ACC team going on. That's the Sun Bowl. And amongst all the illegal aliens down in El Paso, it's UCLA 14 and Pittsburgh 6. That's with 11.15 to go in the second quarter. All right. I want you to listen to this again and tell me uh, what's wrong with these comments. Are they appropriate? Chris, play uh, Gary Hahn once again. One other bowl game involving an ACC team going on. That's the Sun Bowl. And amongst all the illegal aliens down in El Paso, it's UCLA 14 and Pittsburgh 6. That's with 11.15 to go in the second quarter. Among all the illegal aliens. Oh, my goodness. I'll tell you my opinion on this. This is what's called an unforced error. I mean, come on, folks. These are bowl games. People go, they're listening because they're interested in sports, not politics. And as much as you might agree with what he had to say, was it appropriate to make this kind of reference? <laughs> this texture saying, it is a true statement. Well, that it is. But do you say everything true that's on your mind? Is there a right time and place to make comments? That is the question. A very, very good question. Nonetheless, Mr. Hahn now suspended indefinitely over these remarks that were made. It'll be interesting to see his path back to the broadcast booth if it does indeed happen how does he get there does he have to apologize i don't know it is true we made a true statement what was the offense do you think this was actually overkill in the suspension or do you think that action was entirely appropriate? Good question to ponder as we see this particular story play out. Coming up, we're going to talk about a controversial issue here in Charlotte, but I think it's something that will be of interest to those of you in areas south of the border as well, because it goes to the heart of the ongoing cultural conversation that we've been having about slavery, about history, and how we deal with these things appropriately. That much more as we continue our broadcast. Stay with us.
We're back on the Vince Coakley radio program. Let's start here on McCarthy. Conservatives have less power than in the past because they have more moderates who want to be reelected. McCarthy, a moderate, will be elected speaker. You know, it's that question as to why somebody like him would rise to the top in the first place. And people ask, you know, why can't we get a conservative there? You need to understand most of the caucus is not conservative. They're not. So they want a person like them, which is why he has the majority of their support right now. Also, over on the text line, on the announcer making reference to illegal immigrants, Vince, let's be honest, if he would have made a statement trashing President Trump or Republicans and conservatives, he'd probably get a promotion. (laughs) I don't know about that. Was the commentator speaking about illegal aliens attempting to make a joke about ACC players in a pack venue? Wonder if it was just an awkward attempt at immigration humor. Anyway, yeah, unforced error. God bless. Get well, brother. We also have this. I'm tired of being censored for the truth. The left lies all the time. He's a great broadcaster and should get his job back. We will see. Jeff writes in, get well soon, Vince. I've battled sickness off and on during the Christmas season. That's why this has been the least festive Christmas that I've had in years. When my voice is scratchy and such, I usually tell people that the air horn is missing a couple of chimes. Take care. (laughs) That's pretty good. And we also have this, Dexter, just now able to tune in, Vince. Sound like you aren't feeling very well. I wish you a speedy recovery. Thank you very much. I do appreciate that. And on the subject of aviation, as you've seen the Southwest fiasco unfold the last couple of weeks, instead of an airline bill of rights from the government, why don't we just let the free market control air travel and we'll get the service we want at a price we can afford. That's pretty much how it works. It should work, right? And people will punish the appropriate carriers for their incompetence. Just a sampling of some of the items here on the text line. I want to get to something happening here in Mecklenburg County because it surely will be of interest to people everywhere. We've now learned that the county, Mecklenburg County, wants to reopen a historic site just north of Charlotte, a former slave plantation now known as Latta Place. There are plans for a new design, educational programming, and a name, name change. Now, the plantation was renamed in February, but closed after organizers last year promoted a racist Juneteenth event. County officials are working with Virginia-based design minds to create a comprehensive new format, That would include a more complete story on life at the plantation with exhibits showing the lasting impact of slavery in Mecklenburg County. Cass Otley, who led the protest against the Latta Plantation Juneteenth event last year, feels hopeful about the first draft of the plan and that discomfort is necessary for growth. 
She said, you go to a Holocaust museum, you learn the history, feel the pain for the Jewish people. Why is it not different at Latter Plantation? Why are they not teaching the history of these Africans that were enslaved? It's because white people don't want to feel uncomfortable. Nothing ever changes when you're comfortable. While county government is still taking community feedback and finalizing its plan for the site, Latta Place, according to the Observer, will prioritize the truth about what happened on the plantation. And this story in the Observer goes on with the history of the plantation. It's on 742 acres. That was what James Latta started way back in 1800. At one point owned 34 enslaved people who harvested cotton on the land. Pretty extraordinary. Dan Aldridge, chair and professor of Africana Studies at Davidson College, says it's important to preserve and tell the story of plantations and acknowledge the presence of slaves, a real part of our history. We've got to accept what the past was like, things that are comfortable, things that are uncomfortable. The question is, how will Latta Place change? Initial plans call for Latta Place, published to the county's website in December, show options that include living history exhibits, a research center, and in-person interpretation. One of the options in the design shows a new visitor center, new replica slave dwellings, and a gazebo. Another design option shows a smaller visitor center, public art, and extended parking. And, of course, the big question is how to tell the story. So it's likely the final recommendation will be a blended fourth option that includes community and stakeholder feedback and initial recommendations. I'm kind of curious, especially, and it may not be something you answer today, maybe in the future. How many of you have been to Lada Plantation and your observations about it and what you'd like to see there, your concerns about what's happened in, in the past? This text would like to know, will they start by explaining who actually sold the Africans into slavery? Also, this, I read an article about slavery is not racist. Think about what slavery means, this texture saying. Another ongoing story to watch as it unfolds in the year 2023. Another important conversation right here in the Charlotte-Mecklenburg area, but with implications far beyond. Stay with us. the fact that my voice is struggling today. Hopefully this will continue to improve over the course of the week. Time for us now to take a look at the day in history as we uh, check out seven, seven events that occurred on this day, January 2nd. 
We begin in 1788. First off, how are you, Chris? I'm doing well, Vince. Thank you. How was uh, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day? Did you do anything special? It was peaceful, which is what I wanted. Peaceful is good. Peaceful is good. So uh, no wild hanging out at parties. And no, I didn't want to. I didn't want to blow my voice out because I knew we had to do this on Monday. Ha! <laughs> Unlike somebody else, right? <laughs> I got that little dig there. Oh. We began back in 1788 when this peach state became the fourth in the union. What is that state? I think it's Georgia, but the it's, real peach state is South Carolina. But ooh, I think it's Georgia that's going to be the answer. The answer to the question is Georgia. You're absolutely right. It is a little rivalry going on between these two neighboring states. 1927. Of course, you start at the beginning of the alphabet with this first model of cars being sold for a whopping $385. This Ford product was model what? Was it model A? Model A. Your things don't absolute. change. It's 1927 is the year, the year my late father was born. 1927. This one I'm not going to do in the form of a quiz because you will never get it because I've never heard of this group, and I'll bet you haven't either. But I will just tell you, this particular group was banned because they refused to sign a loyalty pledge. Just a little history lesson here for us all. This group was called the Weavers, an American folk music quartet. They were based in Greenwich Village. And the guys in this group, some of them were blacklisted during the 1950s because they were apparently communists. Oh my goodness. So you remember the big red scare that occurred? And as a result, NBC was saying, hey, because these two members identified as Communist Party USA members by an FBA informant. By the way, this informant later recanted. Both these guys had to testify before the House Committee on Un-American Activities. Boy, the amazing thing is all the un-American activities going on today, but that's a conversation for another time. What's a loyalty pledge worth if you were forced to sign it? Uh, tell me about it. That's really kind of stupid, isn't it? But anyway, they refused to sign it, so they were banned. There you go. 1965, this famous guy, football player, told the NFL to pound sand, and he signed with the AFL's why Jets? I'll uh, give you a further hint. This guy is now hawking Medicare plans on television. As a Joe Namath. Joe Namath. You're absolutely correct about that. I did not know that he went to play with the AFL. 1965 is the year. 1974, this dim-witted president lowered the speed limit down to 55. 1974, who did this? Uh, Jimmy Carter. Are you sure? 74. 74, uh, Richard Nixon. Yes. Okay, okay. Tricky Dick is the one who gave us the 55-mile-an-hour speed limit. Shame of It was an attempted diversion. You think so? I don't think it worked. He was trying to get us thinking about other things. <laughs> Not successful at all. 1980, detente officially over as the president wanted the U.S. Senate to table a deal with this country. Soviet Union. The Soviets. 
And last but not least, 2009, a rare, unrestored 1937 luxury car by this brand found in a garage selling for $4.4 million afterwards. What kind of car was it? I'll just be guessing, but I'll guess Cadillac because I like Cadillacs. It's a Bugatti. Ah, well, I would. I didn't even know such a thing existed. So, 1937. Can you imagine what that thing would be worth now? This was 2009 when this thing was found. And see, I, I don't know about you, Chris, but it just doesn't make sense to spend that much for a car. Yeah, I, I could I mean, spend that much money, but I couldn't spend that much money on a car. Yeah, you and it have, wouldn't matter how much money I had overall. It's just more than you have to spend on a car. Tell me about it. It just doesn't make good sense at all. But we move on. How about a little UFO scare to start off the new year? <laughs> South Korea's military confirming it test fired a solid fueled rocket after its unannounced launch triggered brief scare of a suspected UFO appearance. Or a North Korean missile launch. I can imagine with the atmosphere out there, a lot of people would be confused. Now the military's confirmed it test-fired this rocket. It caused a brief scare. The defense ministry said in a statement, the rocket launched part of its efforts to build a space-based surveillance capability and bolster its defense posture. Said it did not notify the general public in advance because it involved sensitive military security issues. Well, that's kind of out the window now. Uh, a twisty tendril of vapor in white to red ombre could be seen snaking behind a bright white light in parts of South Korea's sky. South Korean social media and internet sites abuzz with messages by citizens who said they saw a soaring object, rainbow-colored vapor trail, or other mysterious lights. Some posted photos and videos, but now we know no, it's not a UFO, but a rocket. You can rest easy now. <laughs> That's all the time we have. Thanks a lot for joining us. Have yourselves a great day, and God bless you. Adios. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.